Warning, the Grow Your Salon Fast Show contains content that may offend. The hosts don't care. If you want to grow your salon fast, keep listening and find out more at www.thegrowyoursalonfastshow.com. But for now, here's your hosts, Vagar Svanberg and Kat Smith. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Grow Your Salon Fast Show with me, Kat Smith, and with me on the other end, I hope I have, Vagard. How are you? Yeah. I'm good, thanks. Freezing, but good. Freezing. So we're going to start with the weather. So oh, weather wow. report for February is cold, cold. in Norway yeah. and warm in Dubai. Yeah. Excellent. Stunned. Okay. Got that out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a shock. Mm. And um, I want to go back to last week about when I asked you what language your rabbits spoke. Because I'm quite curious that uh, you've got dogs, haven't you? Oh, I got dog. Yeah, we got a dog. You got dog. Uh, what language does dog speak? Dog speak or understand? Because you know, dogs understand language, don't they? Huh. They understand well, do words. They? they understand words. Well, either they understand the tone or the sound of the word, or the, yes. but they do. They you know when you say sit or settle, and if you say whatever accent you have, they'll understand mm. it. But you don't say sit or settle or come, do you? You say it in Norwegian. Yeah. I think there's, an, there's a combination uh, of how you say the words you use and your body language. But yes, of course, they have a language. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. So so if I came to see your dog and uh, I said, sit, dog, she wouldn't obey me, would she? Well, she probably would if you put your hand out and... Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's sit in Norwegian. <laughs> well, it's sit, so Perhaps. it's similar. So I think that would work. It's is it? Norwegian as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, damn it! Again, <laughs> sit to sit. <laughs> okay. How boring. How boring. Yeah. There was the story. I know. Okay. So here's another story. So this is a true story, and I don't know why I just thought of this, but there's something, some parallels, obviously, and it will come to me as I'm telling you. But we, I, uh, my husband and I, my husband and I, Mr. QBV, we travelled to China in 1995. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time uh, we'd both travelled abroad other than going to Australia from New Zealand. So it was a big deal. And we'd gone to part of China that wasn't really open to Westerners much yet. So there hadn't been very many tourists through because it was only really starting to open up to the West. Um, and so we were kind of like celebrities. But my father was working there and uh, he's an architect and he was working designing a big brewery. So massive beer brewery. And he had a, a girl in his office who was kind of like his PA and she would take him around and take him out for dinner and and help him assimilate into the city and stuff like that. So she had really, obviously she was, you know, she was good at English, she was good at Chinese and she had a good knowledge of the city and particularly restaurants. So one of the big things that when you travel is you tend to eat different foods know you travel a lot you find um various countries have different delicacies and things like that so in china you know the stories are you eat snake you eat duck's tongues you eat frog's legs dog whatever and it's true you do they eat everything don't know so much now if it's important but they used to because there wasn't enough food to go around so you you just ate whatever lived and breathed and had their back to the sun basically so we asked Serene, that's her name, what various things tasted like. So what does snake taste like? Well, snake oh. apparently tastes like 
chicken. Everything <laughs> tastes like chicken. <laughs> okay, so have you eaten have you eaten donkey? Yes, I've eaten donkey. What oh. does donkey taste like? Donkey tastes like chicken. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so have you eaten frog? Yes, I've eaten frog. Does frog taste like frog tastes like chicken? And we just we carried on in this vein a bit and then we said, uh, okay, so have you ever eaten cat? Not me, but uh, yeah, cat. As a, yeah, and she said yes. And I said, well, what does cat taste like? Expecting? Let me guess, let me guess, let me guess, let me guess. Okay. Chicken? Mouse. Cat tastes oh. like mouse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, She's eating mouse. What does mouse <laughs> taste like? Mouse tastes like chicken. <laughs> I have not the thread of the story. But it's obviously to do with the fact that when you have expectations of certain things and it doesn't come out the same. So your word for sit is the same word for my word for sit. Yeah. So the dog is going to do it regardless. What does ch- everything taste like? Tastes like chicken except for cat, which tastes like mouse. Mm. That's All how right. it works. Brilliant. All right. All right. So have All you got right. any good stories? Uh, no, not really. I'm really intrigued to hear the uh, – uh, I don't want to talk about me and spend time on that. In this episode, I want to hear about the mosquito, the pole, and the car. <laughs> In that order. Mm, so, no, not necessarily. So, so, so last week, um, I was supposed to record a podcast with Vegard, and we had it planned for a certain day at a certain time, and I had to message him and say, look, I'm really sorry, but uh, my friend's had an accident coming back from Arabic, and she was driving, and I was in the car, and uh, um, I'm not going to make it home in time, but don't worry, we're okay. So, I shouldn't be telling this story because she's a bit embarrassed by it. But <laughs> coming home from Arabic, and we were discussing it, and it was all she was, we're not really paying attention very well to the road. Um, and all of a sudden, a mosquito flies around in the car, and she has a bit of a panic as she's driving, and she flaps her arms around, going, Oh my God, there's a mosquito. <laughs> not thinking about the consequences. Let's go the steering wheel, and it. We were just coming around the corner, so it mounted the curb of the corner, oh. and as, it happened, as she saw it happening, she grabbed the steering wheel, yanked it the other way, and ended up grazing the pole of the traffic light. But did that, does so, that mean that she ended up in the other direction? She crossed. No, the she didn't. No. no, she didn't. Okay. No, it just happened to be the way it was angled, ended up on the traffic light. So there was no major damage to either the car or the traffic light, but there was a massive damage to our, well, her ego, so I was just Mm. killing myself laughing. How about the mosquito? (laughs) Mosquito just disappeared, little shit. Mm. (laughs) Don't know where the mosquito is. Probably still in the car. (laughs) Um, But because of it's an accident and not involving anybody else or any other people's vehicles. So here in the UAE, you have an app on your phone for the police mm-hmm. and you just put all the details in if you have an accident who was at fault you know you take photos of the cars you take photos of the id and your driver's license etc etc you clever. just send it through this app it's very clever police don't have to be involved as long as no one's hurt police yeah. don't have to come out at all um and then you get a call later saying you know if you've had an accident you've admitted fault is that right and you say yes and they fine you instantly and then mm, they, brilliant send you a report for the insurance um so that's all cool except if you hit something that's a non that's not another car another vehicle if it's an an inanimate object like a wall or you know those bollard things that you get in parking malls where you might have parked a car and you swing around hit it or or a wall or a traffic light or 
a stop sign, um, then you have to call the police. So the police have to come out, which is pretty silly, really, when you think about it. Because if nobody else is involved, and I guess I suppose if it's public property, there it's has probably to be got to do with public property, yeah. Property. So we had to sit there and wait for the police. And of course, everyone's tooting. I think it's hilarious and wondering why we, how we'd got up on the curb, on the pole. Oh. Yeah, so that's why we missed the call. So that's some story of the mosquito. But there is a very good reason I wanted to tell that story because I have a very, very lame segue into what I want to talk about today. Um, oh, can, you, can I, can I just, before, before you segue into that, could I just, I'll, I'll, I'll let you have the segue in just a few seconds. I'm just going to okay. tell a really, really short story about someone I know. Uh, so here in, in Norway, the uh, sheep, they, they are not, you know, uh, behind the fence in the mountains. They just run and walk where they want to walk. So sometimes they're in the middle of the road. So when right. you drive on the mountain road, there is a possibility that either a cow or a sheep or a llama or something will... <laughs> or alpaca will suddenly stand in the way, which is fine because you know about it. There are signs everywhere and stuff. But, but one guy I know, he didn't know about that. But well, he did, but he wasn't prepared. I don't know what he was doing in his car. It doesn't matter. He came around the corner and there was a sheep in the middle of the road. What do you think he did? Did he A, continue into the sheep? Or did he B, drive his brand new Mercedes into the ditch and into the rocks and totally wrecked it. Oh, I'm going for B. <laughs> that sounds a bit more plausible. He wrecked his car. Instead of hitting the soft, <laughs> oh, woolly sheep, and sheep it... he drove into yeah, the rock, totaled his sheep car. Sheep aren't that soft and woolly when you're hitting them at speed. They're well, like it rocks. wasn't that speed either. It was like 50 kilometers, so it wasn't that bad. <laughs> so oh, he probably oh, could have stopped. He just instincting, instinctively instinctively good work. Yes. And off he went. And yeah, went. and off he anyway, went. Anyway, you can do your segue now. I've forgotten what it was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, no. So the analogy chasing a mosquito around your car when you're supposed to be driving. This is it's really bad, and I'm going to apologise now because it is really worse than the segue <laughs> I did last week that you complained about. Uh, yeah, I'm going for how how low can I go compared okay. to yours? Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, that we shouldn't be chasing bright, shiny objects and miss out on the bigger details and the more important details. So if you're chasing the mosquito in the car, you're going to end up crashing into a power pole, a, a traffic light Ooh, pole. Right. Is that good? It's a good analogy, isn't Actually, it? Actually, it wasn't Great. bad. It wasn't bad. I think mine was worse. <laughs> I think you're being kind. Mm. Um, because that's actually what I wanted to talk about was the whole thing about chasing tactics chasing the new thing that's come out because i get this feeling and i don't know if it's true i don't know if you have any empirical evidence on it at all but that facebook is starting to become an an app that people are turning away from so it's had this massive surge into it it's had years and years of success and then there seems to be this demographic and it might just be because it's my demographic and people are talking about it or it's because i feel this way but i don't like facebook anymore i find it frustrating, boring, painful, and I want to come off it. I, I don't want to use it anymore. I want something else that's more relevant to me. You're listening to the Grow Your Salon Fast Show with Kat and Vagard. Remember to sign up for the podcast updates and special bonuses at www.thegrowyoursalonfastshow.com. And I kind of feel that there's a lot of other people in my demographic. When did, that, feel- when did you start thinking that? Maybe... 
last year, halfway through last year. What maybe you, that, what happened yeah. that made you think about the way I you use Facebook? I don't actually know. Okay. If I had to think about it properly, it may be that it's it just became a bit more about groups and news feed, news rather than what people are doing and oh. being in contact with people. But also a bit more, it became a little bit more, I don't know, needy and oh. whiny, moany oh. and, yeah. I've observed the same both in myself and my friends. I can see, I've, I've noticed that before. Who would see your friends? You, yes, some posted the you know cat updates and the dinners and the stuff, stuff like that. But others, you know, posted <laughs> interesting bits from the live lives. They shared something that was worth watching, and now it's not really for me. It's just become a time waste. Yeah, gigantic it's time suck. So I'm spending, and also I've I've been thinking about this for a while. And it might be that other uses of Facebook actually have reflected over the same that actually how much time you spend on Facebook during the day. And it might be that people are just fed up, fed up with being addicted to to this app because well they be do that. all they can yeah. to addict you, don't they? They have these notifications yeah. that you will see your phone would ping. I've turned off all that shit, but still yeah. in my browser it will blink on the tabs. Yeah. 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 So you get addicted, you get that dopamine kick from checking that. But what happens now is that usually it's a page update or a live video from page or something that you don't care about anymore. Yeah. So it's just yeah. annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Or someone's put something in a group that you've already looked at and you think, oh, I actually can't be bothered looking at that because it's just another post in a group. Um, yeah. So there is, there is something going on. And what, what my my point is, is that there are things that will be in place that will disappear. And if you're relying on using the bright, shiny object, then you're going to have to take the consequences of that, which is if it disappears, you're your everything that you're doing on it will disappear. So that, and it has happened in the past. Well, you have to, and then you're constantly chasing bright shiny objects. You're constantly chasing mosquitoes through the car, and they're elusive little shits to start with. Um, they are blood sucking and uh, they take up your time. So this is a great analogy. I'm loving this. These little mosquitoes. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's growing on you, the mosquito. It's growing, growing on me. Um, <laughs> The more important thing is to look at the strategy and where you're going and everything that's happening around your business and why you're doing what you're doing. And I know why people don't do it because it's fucking boring and it is boring oh, yeah. and it's boring to think about it and it's hard work oh, to yeah. think about it. And it's, yeah, it just, it's, it's difficult. So we don't do it. it like most things with humans, we don't do stuff before we absolutely have to. I have a, I have actually an example from, from something else. I can't reveal what it is in detail because I might end up in jail or something. But <laughs> no, uh, I, we sourced, we, we, in another company, I, I sourced leads very efficiently through a channel that I thought was perfectly fine to use. And there was nothing, if I told you what it is, you'd probably approve. You'd probably say that, okay. that yeah. So go, so go back and say, just explain what, what sourcing leads is. What do you mean? So you, I was trying to find leads from, yeah, I was trying to find people to Addresses sell to and find numbers and, yeah, okay. like that, yeah. yeah. And I found Fine. the source, Prospective I found, found exactly what I needed and the source was publicly available. So I, I you know, I got the info from there and I, I had a very good hit rate actually. 
very good hit mm. from that. And uh, people wanted what I sold. That was why it was really easy. I had a really targeted group. It was really easy to find my ideal target. And then I discovered, because it was a bit of work to get the uh, data out of that database, you had to do it manually. You had to look up one and one address. So I wanted it automated. Yeah. And during that process, I was made aware that it's actually legal to use that database for that purpose. So that means that even the, if the data is there and it's the only place to find you it, can't you can't just take it. it. I didn't know. Tricky. I didn't know at the time. And, uh, so I've stopped doing that now. And we are trying to find other ways. But that reminded me yet again of that danger of having one source of leads because that lead source can yeah. dry up really easily. And we've seen that, especially, I think this thing I discovered was a direct consequence of the GDPR and the privacy regulations that Okay, this is and a huge that's problem. Yeah. yeah, and, and even though talk, that kind of has gone away because it's not got a deadline to it anymore, it no. still exists. So uh, and it'll only it get worse depending on yeah. your perspective, of course, but... And, and it's the same with Facebook. That's what you're saying. And what you're saying, what you're yeah. saying now is that we are now possibly, if Facebook can't turn this around, we are possibly seeing that the same could happen to them as happened to MySpace and AOL and all the other dinosaurs yeah. in the industry. Yeah, that, and those anymore. died. And, you know, Facebook might not die, but you might see that there will be other platforms or you might see that they... You know, people won't use it as much anymore, that your heat rate gets poorer, something, stuff like that. Something instance, happens, yeah. Yeah. My 16-year-old, Ellen, she doesn't use Facebook that much, really. She, with her friends, yeah. she mostly used Snapchat. That's her main channel. And then they got these other kind of quirky, weird niche apps they use. Um, cool. She sent her first email two weeks ago. She hadn't even used her first email. email. And she, she was it? a bit like, what, 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 what's the point? Why can't I just ping them yeah. on Messenger or send them a text? Yeah. It's funny how that goes in waves because 20 years ago, odd years ago, when I left New Zealand, my husband said to me, let's get a, a, an email account. And I said, what do we want one of those for? Mm -hmm. and, uh, and then obviously email was the thing mm -hmm. and you just couldn't live without it and you had to be in contact with people 24-7. Um, and then it just, it died a death, didn't it? it? Just well, people said it died a death. It didn't really die a death. Well, it's it not just, dead, it's definitely not dead. We know it's not dead. Other channels too. came yeah. out, which are quicker and, and simpler, yeah. and, and and sometimes a little bit you know less intensive. But now it's coming back again, and you know there's always a cycle of things that happens. But like you say, if you're relying on one thing. You're gonna get you're gonna get caught out. Um, so it's not doom and gloom. It's just like just be aware that this is happening. So if you're chasing the bright shining things, just have a look around at what you're doing right now, and what if it's working? Do more of that. And what if it's not working? Don't do that. I was in a meeting with a customer the other day, customer and competitor, and in the meeting he told me that they've now decided to uh, decided on the digital strategy. They haven't done much digital before. So now they're going to start a digital strategy and they're going to do right. that now. And I sat there thinking, it's not that you're too late and it's not that you should do it. But if you think that's the be all end all, if you think that's the main thing you need to do in the years ahead, you might actually be wrong because the pendulum is going the other way now. Yeah. Because of the privacy laws, because people are getting tired of various social platforms, people are getting tired of ads, they are installing pop-up blockers, ad blockers, stuff like that. That might actually be more difficult than actually targeting people, say, offline or 
Or yeah, for the letter, or, yeah, 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 the old-fashioned way, which yeah. is actually quite fun. Yeah. yeah, and even to the point where the governments can make a decision about this, because where I live, Skype is banned. We can't mm-hmm. use Skype. It doesn't, you know, they go around, the, they've just put a block on it, and they just did that overnight, and yeah. hundreds of thousands of people are affected, and now we have to use uh, software that we have to pay for, so yeah. we can't just use a free service anymore. So, yeah, what happens when they do that? And they do, and it's not yeah, to say they that do. they won't, because they will. They will. That's the that's the thing with people, isn't it? That we think that statistically, if something hasn't happened in a while, it's less likely to happen. So, say a yeah. war. Since we haven't had a world war since nineteen forty something, it's now we all think it's less likely to happen. Whilst in reality, if you sat there in nineteen thirty-five or something, you could probably say the same. We haven't happened since the first world war, so it's unlikely to happen. And then it happens. Happen, yeah. So things yeah. happen. Things that you think won't happen, they happen. Might not happen overnight, but it might happen. You know, over the course of a half a year or a year. Yeah. So, so in other words, don't get out of bed in the morning because something could happen. <laughs> and, <laughs> but actually, that's not what we're saying at all. What we're saying is that you just be aware of what's going on and have we a think saying, about what you're yeah. doing. And if you're trying, if you're just constantly sh- chasing that mosquito, or chasing that bright shiny object, maybe have a sit down and think with a cup of coffee about what your strategy is, what you what you want to do for your business, where you want to take it, what that, you want to achieve from it, who that, you want to do boring. it with. That's boring. Okay, let's, shit. Let's take okay, well, a different, why don't you just jump I, on the phone call? No, no, no. Wait. Uh, I have different oh, suggestions. Right. So have you ever wait. seen Doomsday Preppers? No. On TV? So the guy's prepping for, no. you know, World Ends and the rest of it. So no. They stock up on okay. water and food and guns and all the stuff you need to survive. What we are saying is that we're telling you to prep your business. Just be a prepper. Sure. Be prepared. Be a prepper. Prepared. Doomsday. Doomsday. It's coming. For doomsday. Okay, but also, the, I mean, the other thing is, like I was just about to say, is that it doesn't have to be boring. It can be interesting. Get on a call with us. Let's chat about it. Let's talk about it. Let's come up with a plan, which might be interesting, fantastic, exciting, get you off your seat and jumping around the room with joy. Yeah. Um, it's all free. It's a one-hour call with myself or Vigard, and all you need to do to do that is book into – uh www.thegrowyoursalonfastshow.com forward slash start that's correct and that's correct time. Good girl. that's correct yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i had to stop and think where it was for a minute i'm still in bed yeah. um yeah so do that um and and let's start squishing the mosquitoes prep your business Speak to you next time we will goodbye ciao you've been listening to the grow your salon fast show with cat and vagard Share and sign up for your podcast updates and special bonuses at www.thegrowyoursalonfastshow.com.